You wanna hear a good joke? Nobody speak, nobody get choked. Sports Welcome, fans. sports fans. Oh, oh, uh, I'm sorry. The producer's here. She really... Just kidding. Okay. Let's try that again. Sports fans, it is Friday here on 89.1 KHOL, and Teton Sports Talk is here to bring you a little bit closer to your weekend. I'm your host, Massey Zeman, and our producer in studio, Adele Smith. Hello, friends. Thought I would just take over there. Yeah. No, it was good. It was good. Just don't, just don't talk at the King's Keep you on your toes. Yeah, yeah. Trainer is down uh, in the Caribbean somewhere taking your place i think you just got back from a an exotic that's right spring warm, break warm beach vacation we tagged out he tagged in i tagged out spring break so you you've been missing spring break from the time that you were 22 until you had children and now spring break is back back on how is it different in the, a variety of ways uh responsibility check still yes. there uh it's equally as awesome though i will say being on a beach just Digging sandcastles and floating in the water and drinking icy cold beverages just yeah. is good at any age, I'll say. Yeah. Well, it's, it's very funny to think that, like, so I work in the Fish Creek Business Center, and there's a couple of, um, uh, I don't want to call them daycares because there's, there's a, what's that school called that's next to the high school? The community school. Like, there's a community school. There's fireflies. There's like three or four. Teton Learning Center? Yeah. That oh, sorry, literacy. Teton Literacy Center. That all have spring break. And so I felt like I've been missing something because the parking lot's <laughs> been empty for the last yeah. two weeks. And I'm like, man, everybody's out on the beach. I'm sitting here at work. Oh, when do I great. get spring break? Well, I mean, you know my answer. You should have some, have some nieces children? and nephews for me here, Massey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I need. That's That'll be my main motivation. <laughs> spring break. Uh, spring really break need is to, back. I really need to get back in that spring break crowd. So. No, we have salt life in our DNA, Massey. Salt life is is... Second to none, I would say. I would say I'm more of a brackish water. We're more of a brackish water type of That's type true. of crowd. That's true. All the beach was down there for the yuppies down there on the Gulf Coast. Yeah, that's true. More Crystal of a blue waters, not for us. Murky waters, snakes, alligators, swamp things. Yeah. That feels more like our roots, you know? Yeah, except for what's really bad, unless you're in the bay, is that the swampy water is like lava. You just don't touch it. <laughs> you're just <laughs> like, things exist in there that I can't see. Right. And I'm not going in. Right. Unless well, you're brave. Unless you're brave. Or you've fallen over chasing a duck that you wounded that you can't sinking. find. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, stuff like that. But the alligators in the bay, they don't mess with you. They, they'd rather eat some seagulls. Right. Wildlife is more scared of you. Um, we've hit we've hit a a lull in sports. Well, not a lull. Let me let me take that back. The NBA season is wrapping up. The Masters are on. Football, I've seen some people in pads. Some spring, spring practice. Is it spring training already? Spring practice for college. So we're kind of in this at the end of March madness before football. Really, you see in, any signs? Free agency's wrapping up. So we're in kind of a, a, a funky spot, I would say. This is when your uh, casual sideline fandom comes out. You become, you follow horse racing now. You follow yeah. golf. You get into you know anything that's around. You'll watch. Yeah. So it's it's. It's going to be kind of a unique Teton sports talk in that aspect, but maybe not. I what know. about hockey? Is hockey still on? Don't blame me for not knowing. Hockey question. playoffs are uh, parallel with NBA, NBA playoffs. playoffs. Okay. So I don't. I haven't watched a hockey game in a couple of years now. <laughs> I started going back to the Moose games this year after COVID. Ten out of ten experience. Electric. Electric factory over there. They pack it. 
It's jamming. I I admit I haven't been to a Moose game in a while. I guess since COVID. So I would love to get those guys back in here. They're they're a riot. Oh man, it's great. Oops, the captain of the Moose. He's retired like five times and unretired like <laughs> five times. Their culture is hilarious. They put, Shout out to the Moose team. Yeah, they put like slices of pizza and hot dogs in like random places in like their uh, buddies' pads. So, so like, they don't find them? Yeah. Love it. Sometimes it stays there for a while and every other time like a hot dog will fall on the ice and they're like, what the <laughs> hell is going on here? Oh um, yeah. We should huddle up. All right, let's huddle up. The huddle is the good news of the week. The critical number of the week. Something you are stuck on. Your quote slash question of the week. And a new segment, Go to the Week. We've introduced it. I have multiple for for both, but I'll let you lead. What is your good news of the week? Well, my good news of the week was going to be the World Cup, USA, back in the World Cup. But then I listened to TST's episode oh, from we last cover, week. We covered this covered extensively. It. We're in the golden the golden years of... No, the golden era. Whenever you had but, young talent, whenever you young, promising talent that you think you will have two or three gold cup, uh, World Cups with, that's quote-unquote your golden era. So we'll make it out of group play? I th- well, they play? released the first group, and we're not in the group of death, but we play England mm. uh, first on Friday, November 25th, which I believe is the day after Thanksgiving, so... I'm sorry. There's going to be. I'm going to be busy. I'm going to be real busy. Right. The day after Thanksgiving. Ooh, tough time. Yeah. It's not tough like time. I'm, it's not like I'm busy being active. I'll be laying on the couch, <laughs> but I'll be watching some other. I don't have that many TVs. You know, I have one. Just right. like the other standard it's Americans. Devoted to a different kind of football at that time of the year. Yeah. Yeah. So fair enough. I'll get down to the little U.S. British rivalry though. I might watch a little World Cup. All right. All right. Let's uh, I mean classic a, revolutionary a rival. Yeah. Yeah, we've really, you know, that hasn't really lost its luster yet. That's right. Revolutionary War champs is right here, United <laughs> States of America. That's right. Say something. Say I something, England. Does England have an Independence Day? Uh, don't ask me historical questions like that on the spot. Well, I guess the I guess my thought process is like everyone has an Independence Day from England? <laughs> so right. are they just like what do they celebrate? They're like, man, we don't have any summertime celebrations. Like it's you know. I what, don't know. I'd have to look into What day do the English set off fireworks and drink copious amounts of day beers and and grill out hot dogs? Is that a thing? I would imagine that's a thing, but I don't know. I think they just call that's that just like, like Wednesday. Yeah, post post three o'clock on a Wednesday. Right. They're like, you know what? There's no fluoride in our water. Let's just let's just let this roll. <laughs> Uh, what, yeah, what we is definitely your don't news? have a trip to the dentist scheduled. Let's, let's drink get some pub beers. Let's get some loose. Oh, I got a deal. I got to make it four. I better only have five pints of beer <laughs> at lunch. Right, exactly. I think I can get into that now. That so that was my good news. Okay. So then I was going to just mention, since today is the day, Katanji Brown-Jackson, first African-American female elected to the Supreme Court. Yes. That was my other good news. This isn't really the podcast for a political conversation, but uh, that was just great news from today. Okay. So my third good news was that there are two Wyoming uh, billionaires bidding for the Chelsea football team. Well, well the soccer team. I there's more say. billionaires in Wyoming. Uh, what do we call this place? The Caribbean of the of the North America. What is it? What is it? The Caymans. The Caymans of the mainland is Wyoming. <laughs> I right. mean, there's people down right. there with like 50 acres of high desert with a shack on it. They're like, yeah, I live here six months out of the year. They're like, really well, cool. There's two of them that are going to, I mean, we might have to convert to soccer fans here. 
If there's a Wyoming Let's person that owns out. a football team, a soccer team, then yeah, I'll be a fan. You're not talking. They're not like Wyoming through and through. You're not talking about some rancher like on Kurt Chris. Oh yeah, Matt, I'm talking about a rancher. What do you think? It's, yeah, like, it's like a medical device you know salesman what? and the guy that started TD Ameritrade. I think they sound local. <laughs> Super local. Yeah. But either way, you know, Wyoming represent. They're they're like got off their horse and like, you know what? Instead of cattle, I think I'm gonna invest in football. <laughs> An English premier football. League. No, no, foot football is yeah, what they so call it. So that was my there. good news of the week. Wyoming making their stance. Uh they're gonna buy out the uh Russian oligarch. Right, right. Is they're he... gonna first they're gonna go seize a yacht. Yeah. Then God I love a good yacht seizure. A repo. A repo. A yacht Could you repo? imagine the rush you would get? Like, you're just a repo guy, right? You're usually, like, stealing people's trailers right. or, like, cars off cinder blocks. Right. Or the big screen television they financed, and they're like, I'm not paying you. And instead, you're on your desk one day, hits the file that's like, I need you to go get the yacht for Miami. In the Mediterranean. Yeah, they're like, got it, I'm boss. I'm available. <laughs> got it, boss. I I'm going to need a crew. Yeah, I'm gonna need. I need five good men. Some rope, backpack. <laughs> They're like, "What's the rope for?" Don't question the rope. Do not question no, no, no. my rope. Hasn't anyone ever seen Boondock Saints? Yes, Come on, thank guys. you. Good lord, people! It's like Jerry really took it to the next extreme, and we have the keys to the yacht. I don't know why he insisted on He's having repelling. a. Yeah, like it's in a harbor. No one's even there. Sun car. Oh, go, go ahead, Jerry. Just do your thing. My good news of the week. And, and I have this is a full page dedicated to my goodness. Oh, good! I love that. Duke, positive vibes only. Well, I'm about to go down a very negative road, but it's positive. Oh, okay, to me. okay, go ahead. Duke lost in heartbreaking fashion to their bitter, bitter rival <sighs> UNC. Coach K legacy completely tarnished. He Ruined. is fifty and fifty all time against UNC. He lost his first basketball game he ever coached against UNC, and lost his last basketball game he will ever coach. Against UNC until his coach's great grandchildren's like YMCA team. I mean, that's the best news. I didn't know we were going to dive into this right off the bat, but I'm here for it. It, Duke, I don't know how Duke fans will ever recover from this. Those I hope that, they don't. Those that know? graduated and those that just latched on because they're the only team on television during the late 90s, early aughts. Right. It no, is, it was great to see all of it. I mean, it was a, a spectacular game. It was fun from every angle, especially when you're rooting against Duke. And it's just like... <sighs> It's just great to see Coach K miserable, miserable, and he was he did such a poor job of I feel like coaching that game in general, and then he's just made it about himself, and I'm just tired of the Coach K farewell tour. Like, don't let the door hit you in the tail on the way out. Yeah, and see ya. And Roy Williams was there the whole time. I understand that Roy Williams is a big gambling guy. Oh yeah, and when he was down down in New Orleans, he was like going to casinos (laughs) and going to the games. He's like, this is the best, right? Well, and Roy Williams did it in such a classy way. He he bowed out. He didn't make it a media tour about how amazing he was. And he's just a much classier guy, better dressed. Do you think team. there's a guy? Well, also, what was better also hair. weird? Do you think there's a guy, <laughs> better hair for like sure? Joke, yeah. Um, that just collected his job was to collect the the totems that Coach K was getting in every single stadium he went to this year. Oh, I'm sure. And just was building a little shrine somewhere in Cameron Indoor, and oh. then they're gonna cut the yes. ribbon sometime this summer. And they're like, look at the Coach K shrine. There better be a shot of Coach K coaching the his last game. Oh no way! There's only gonna be Coach K victory 
monuments. He's probably getting like a full, he probably has full say in the bronze they're like sculpting from him from like Targaryen glass or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Literally. <laughs> uh, what's also, the, all the images were super weird. When he was like limping out to the bench, I was like, oh, I was like, you're one half away from faking an injury. His wife was was trying to hype up the student section and they were acting like they were Mother Teresa trying to touch her. Like, <laughs> touch me, I Mrs. Know. K, it touch me. ridiculous. Just like, this spectacle is Terrible. And then um, they rode off in the sad golf cart at the end. Oh yeah, and he goes, "Hey, anybody that uh, that knows anything about graphics should have this golf cart riding off into a sunset." I'm like, Ugh. "Did you just call your golf cart exit shot? Like, yeah, what are you doing?" On. And then something even equal, not as good, because Duke losing to UNC in Coach K's final game is just so poetic. There's just nothing better than seeing him go out like that in their first matchup in the. Is that their first matchup? I know first matchup ever, ever in, in the NCAA uh, tournament. Oh, great. Love it. And what's even better is that UNC went to the national title game and made history by having the largest comeback ever happen to them. Right. And I just, my brother called me right as the buzzer sounded, or our brother called me right as the buzzer sounded. And I picked up and said hello, and he was just already laughing. <laughs> he was just like, ah. <laughs> he was like, did you see how many UNC girl fans that were wearing jerseys just looking all confused and oh, sad because they had not followed a day of basketball in their lives. Sad sorority girl is a, is a whole look for ESPN. Devastated frat dude. Sad sorority girl right. all over the place. I was, it made me so, so happy the to watch. The classic college guy move when they fold their hands over the top of their heads. The Cobra. Yeah. Is, that, is, this is co- there it's a called name the cobra. for it? Oh, Sad cobra. Everywhere. Unbelievable. So uh, UNC lost. They lost their sixth national title appearance. They've won six. They've lost six. So they're 500 in, in national title games. That's not bad. Duke, on the other hand, 5-11 and 11 in national title games. Really? Yeah. Just Interesting. saying. Biggest, biggest national title loser ever, Duke? <laughs> I think so. Duke, UNC, and Kansas are all tied for six national title losses so i'm just pointing that out is that kansas a sleeper or do i just not pay attention to kansas because they're not in the acc until the tournament they've been in the tournament every single year since like the internet started there was some crazy stat like that <laughs> the last time kansas didn't make a make an ncaa tournament the gas was a dollar a dollar <laughs> a dollar a gallon right. Right. Blockbuster video was the Fortune 500 company. And, and there was no internet. Literally. Yeah. Well, I think the last time this coach won was 14 years ago, right? He's Bill been, Self. Yeah, Bill he's Self. been there yeah, a yeah. long time. This is his second national title. That's three in Kansas' history. And they've with Bill Self, um, as he's gotten more round, they've gotten kind of better. So he's <laughs> at a very round state right now. Right, rotund. Um, they win. I feel like they win the Big Twelve every year. It's kind of like they do. They Kentucky in the, the SEC an incredible amount of times. And yeah. I feel like I just don't hear about them as much. I mean, maybe I'm not listening for them. You know. Uh, they they've been good for a long time. They've they've dominated the Big Twelve. I I made the comparison to Kentucky, but that was Kentucky of that was the SEC of five years ago when Kentucky just ran through it right. and got to the uh, tournament every year. Kansas, the Big Twelve is they're good ish on the whole, but Kansas just head head and shoulders above everybody else and they and they proved it uh this tournament they, yeah they came back from the largest what was it 16 points at one point in the first half i mean the biggest comeback story ever yeah and just i would just like yeah. to point out that uh the best storyline in NCAA tournament history does not belong to coach k right it does not it does not belong to unc it belongs to uva still <laughs> i was about to say it still belongs to uva <laughs> 
we came back from losing to a 16 seed, and you know who the last championship, the last ACC team to win a championship, 2019. Who's go? Who's one and zero in championship games. Hell yeah, we'll take that, it. That's that's a hundred percent. It's one hundred percent. I don't know what five <laughs> divided by eleven is, but it's lower than one hundred for sure. Pretty sure it's five elevenths. Also, I don't know uh, if anybody else saw this, but I was watching the game and it was freaking electric. I will say UNC and Kansas style of play is so fun to watch. I right, under- that was fun. I understand why UVA people don't like to watch UVA right. basketball. But they were going up and down, up and down, up and down. UNC was in a little bit of foul trouble. This guy named Puff Johnson, all-time name, had an all-time moment where they were running so much, he just keeled over and barfed. Fell over and started throwing up. I mean, there's no greater show of, I mean, unless you pass out. Yeah. It's, it's like, like the, he was giving it his all. Uh, and everyone was There like, was oh. no more left to give. I was like, I hope he's okay. And I was like, no, as a bench player that didn't get to play that much, you start running up and down the floor, you're going to barf. <laughs> yeah, I barfed. Right. I've run out of the gym and been right. like, all right, I got to go back in. Yeah, there were some wacky things in that game, like the floorboard coming up. Um, I didn't see how that. How does that even happen? And the, I, I, I have, I, forget the players' names. I'm terrible with names, but and it hurt his ankle because it like wobbled. I don't know. NCAA should probably give some more money to their janitors and their maintenance people. Yeah, I'll, it's Obviously. very easy. Very easily, the NCAA's fault. Oh, 100 percent. So I was like, don't don't blame the maintenance guys. Like, you know what? If you would have paid me more, I would have tapped. Get me some more tools. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The we didn't have a nail gun. The floor is made of wood <laughs> it's and made of wood. Um, so that was just great. Like all time, if you hate UNC like I do, and you hate Duke like I I do, and you do, and a lot of people do, all time final the four. Ages. I was rooting for UNC though, honestly. I was. I went to. We drove down to Chapel Hill. I was in college the last time UNC won. Actually, I don't know if it was the last time, but. They won it in 2001 or something, and we went down and celebrated on Franklin Street like true college kids should. So I was rooting for you. All right, let's let's dive into the past there. Give 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 us the 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 play by play. When did you decide that you were like, okay, UNC is going to win. We're going to go down there. Or what if they would have lost and you'd been like, well, we're going to party on Franklin Street. There's no <laughs> lines here tonight. Right. We it was like I, it wasn't halftime. Obviously, I think we left at the first quarter. We were in Charlottesville. I'm, I wasn't driving, but we were flying. We made it by, I think we made it by halftime, so we must have left before the game started. Just we were one in of those like a sorority st- chapter meeting, and three of my girlfriends, we were like, let's just go to Chapel Hill. You know what? I got a better idea than this. I got a better idea, than, a better this, idea than this. This nonsense. <laughs> I got- it was awesome. It was like one of the best nights of college, too. We partied down. We'll edit the best nights of college out of there. We'll, we'll just go ahead. And we'll edit that out. Todd, did you hear that she what had a good time at UNC? One of the best adventures of college. Well, it's great. Spontaneous, was the best, spontaneous college trips are great. Like, right. I, I drove to Athens a, a couple night. of times. I had nothing else to do. Monday night. Imagine that. We're like, College yeah. wasn't getting in the way of that decision. <laughs> what no, uh, not Tuesday? Third, spring of third year. Tuesday. Couple classes. <laughs> nah. Nah. No. I'm good. Uh, no, that's fun. That was a funny story. You did call the house. I was uh, an impressionable sophomore, grader, sophomore. Like, hey, we're in Chapel Hill. Like, we're going partying. And I remember like, okay, have fun. I was like, man, that sounds fun. Because <laughs> I'll go back and do my homework. Yeah. Got to pass a back bi- to calculus. AP biology exam stinks. Tryptophan, <laughs> DNA, genetic sequences, chlorophyll. The like worst. Chlorophyll. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what, let's, let's move along here. Okay. What is your critical number this week? Critical number. Um, 
copious amounts of notes over there. I'm, <laughs> I'm seeing you. You print off things. I know I print way too much. 149 million versus 156 million. Guess dollars. No, 149 million tournament brackets were completed. Uh, this was in 2019, and 156 million ballots cast in the presidential election. Okay. All right. <laughs> so I think we should maybe make the presidential election more of like a bracket format. Get oh, some gambling involved. Okay. Yeah. That is. More? I think you, I think you just fixed. I think you just fixed the the voting problem fixed in America. Democracy. <laughs> I'll take credit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're a progressive show. You know, TST. We just right. We figure. We see problems, and we solve them. Right. We need to start seating these these so candidates. Only Seven million. Short. Yeah. Start seeding some candidates. Right. And I mean, he- head versus head. Yeah. And then narrow it down to the best one. You're like, yo, uh, random dude from Iowa, you're seated against the the vice president who's now running. He's the number one seat. You're the 16th seat. But I mean, there, and there'll be some upsets because Trump just came out there and be like, your wife's a dog. <laughs> dog. It's like, you can't say, can you say that? Like, that's how you get an he upset. He was a major upset. Uh, yeah. You know? he, he was a 16 seat. He was like, well, yeah, you might know policy, but you're ugly. <laughs> I've got a tan. Yeah, I got a tan. People were like, I connect with that. You're like, oh, okay, all right. This guy's kind of warming up here. I, uh, I don't really know what he's saying, but he's, he's talking a lot of trash. Let's see where this goes. I like how he talks. So, yeah, that was my uh, number of the week. I thought that was. That's pretty incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Seed seed candidates get more voters. All right, right, my critical number of the week is the number 16 pick and the number 19th pick in this year's NFL draft. Let me guess. Something to do with the New Orleans Saints. Good guess. That was pretty good. Hey, good guess. Uh, the Saints are sending their Eagles their number 18th pick this year. And a 101st pick this year, and a third round pick, and a seventh round pick this year, and a first round pick from next year to receive the number 16 and the number 19th pick from the Eagles. And I just don't right. know why. Is someone writing this down? Because. Okay. So basically, the Saints and the Eagles, three picks from this year and one pick from next year. What are they trying to get? Who are they trying to get? That's that's the confusing part. That is why I'm like, wait, you have the 18th pick, so they must see something. And what I've read is that they're gonna they lost they just recently lost their left tackle to a trade, uh, Armstead to Miami. They're looking at maybe some young talent. I heard of a Central Iowa guy or Northern Iowa guy. Love Midwestern linemen. They just right corn fed Midwestern yeah. bros. So or one of the Ohio State receivers, one of their receiving core. They might be going after him and maybe a back to back. Not back-to-back, but three picks later, get an offensive lineman, get another receiver. People are talking about getting another QB, but we have a Band-Aid. The Saints have a Band-Aid right now Dude, at we're about to have uh, – did we already say the word electric factory in this podcast yet? Because Jameis Winston is made for television. <laughs> okay, no, we not <laughs> – Love Jameis Winston on this podcast. <laughs> Have you seen his recovery videos? No, we've oh we've talked gosh. about this extensively he is on his entertainment. workouts. Yeah. Is he good at football? Eh, we'll find out. He can I throw it know. deep. Well, now that he got his laser eye vision, it's doing a little better. But and I a mean, new ACL. That's true. Um, yes. I, I'm, I wish that I had a guy here that could bring up Jameis Winston workout videos <laughs> on the big screen that we oh, have in man. here. Oh, we need some more donations, so maybe we can get a guy. Um, Todd, where's Todd? Where's Todd? He's late again. <laughs> um, I already gave him an assignment. He's not even at his desk. Uh, it's 
I'm just going to try to explain it, but like basically his buddies are throwing like medicine balls at him and he's like blindfolded and like people <laughs> have squirt guns. There's one where he's like, they're throwing golf clubs at him. I have seen. Some. I mean, it is like dodgeball. <laughs> it is like a, a comedic thing. And they're like, Jameis yeah. Winston, hard at work. I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? He's like, look, he drinks from a garden hose. He's a regular guy. I'm like, what is going Get uh, some of Tom Brady's water. Don't drink from the garden hose, Jameis. Honey, come on. There's, they have electrolytes and steroids. You can just do that. That tastes like snakes and like dirt. <laughs> yeah, it tastes like uh, sun-tarnished what? rubber. Whatever. I'm, yeah, I'm all in on Jameis, so I don't want another quarterback. People are saying, how are they going to address the quarterback position? Like, don't. We got don't they one. Have, here's the backup now. Andy Dalton, is that right? Or Yes, Andy Dalton was named the backup. I was going to ignore this, but he is at least – not thrust in the role that Matt Nagy at the Bears thrust Andy Dalton into. Right. He said, Andy Dalton, you're the starter, and Andy gets to the Bears. He's got Who was it who is the guy, the the quarterback in front of that they still made Andy Dalton start, but then they just Justin Fields. Justin Fields. So he was right. a rookie last year. Right. Andy Dalton comes in and is like, Hey, I'm here to be the backup. And like, no, you're starting, and here's a media craze. And he's like, uh oh. Great. Okay. And he immediately on his presser with the Saints was like, Hey, this is Jameis Teams. Jameis's team. I'm here to be a serviceable backup. This is not what he said, but I'm here to be a service serviceable backup. It's his show. I'm gonna help the team whatever in in any way that I can. Perfect. That's the attitude you need to be a backup NFL guy. Duh, the question is. Do the Mannings approve? Oh, well, they're too busy being the sh- shadow commissioners of the NFL. So they're like, whatever. They probably approve because I think they're the, also the mayors of New Orleans. So each, every single Manning's got a key to the city. They have a gigantic key mounted on their stone fireplace <laughs> right. just off the French Quarter in a right. block that they own with a fenced in garden. They're like, well, I just take this key wherever I go and it <laughs> opens every door. It's magic. I don't have to carry it anymore. Yeah. Um, so what is your stuck on this week? Stuck on. Something I am stuck on. So I have some top 10 March Madness stats and facts. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> the ones that I thought were stand out. $1.16 billion is the annual revenue for the NCAA in 2021. Mm-hmm. And $169.4 million is what the NCAA donated to the basketball fund in 2022 for the distribution of D1 schools. Wait, I'm confused because the NCAA tournament makes billions. That's their cash cow. It makes billions of dollars. Yeah, it made $1.6 billion. And out of that $1.6 billion, they only donated $169 million. Shouldn't you just look at St. Peter's and be like, you know what? Go get a new facility. Right. It's just like I know a constant theme of mine is the corruption of the NCAA and the money-grubbing thieves that they are but it's just unbelievable zero amount of money that the ncaa pays the players it's like they're just keeping all the money for themselves yeah and they get new offices every every year right. the uh what is it i just looked up the salary of the ncaa commissioner it's like 2.7 million is what the ncaa president mark emmett's annual base salary is it's like i, I gotta know. we you know what adele if if you can't beat them, maybe we should join them. Maybe we should just make up some association like, no, you give us all the money and we're going to have free labor right. and we're going to control every detail about it, including my salary. Right. Well, I don't think it's a bad idea. I'm going to go I'm going to go to all the shooting stars in Three Creeks of the Valley and be like, all you golfers. I've got gonna, a plan. We're going to pool our money. OK, right. We're going to have margaritas on Sunday at the clubhouse. 
all that comes to me too. <laughs> you pay me a 2.6 mil. Don't worry about it. Right. Well, anyway, that was something I'm stuck on. It's obvious. The pay the players is such a big debate right now, but they I personally getting... think the NCAA is on the way out. I mean, yeah. Now that players are being paid for their likeness, it's it's almost useless. It's it's serves at this judge, jury, and executioner of athletes, and they've lost UNC athletes were not going to class. They spent four years investigating it, and they're like, "Yeah, ship shape." And you're like, "What? Wait, <laughs> yeah. what? This is these are shadow classes. This I'm is just giving them aid. Yeah, wait. Which so, I can't. I mean, I mean, what? I don't blame them. I mean, I can't. I don't know. Blame who? The NCAA? The, no, no, the, the the players. It's like if there's an easy oh. way to get around it when I'm clearly going to the the NBA or I'm not here, you know, I'm practicing all the time. How did how did you choose your classes in college? When you walked in, you're like, that's the football team. Probably going to stick around this class. <laughs> yeah, I know, See right? See what this is all about. I know. Yeah. Does it start before noon? Eh, not for me. Yeah. How many athletes <laughs> are, there are signed up? Are a lot of athletes signing up? I can do that. Oh, that guy that's 6'11", he probably plays ball, so I'm going to sit right here and try to get in this class. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I, I get I can, You never blame the players. They're, no, never. They're just trying to they're play kids, sports like, and they're working kids. working their tails off, and they're just being exploited. So, you know. NCAA, don't even get me started. 46 times is the difference between the average NBA's rookie salary and a D1 men's, athletes, men's athlete basketball scholarship. How many times? 46 times the amount of money a first-year NBA player on average makes versus a college athlete, a, ba- a men's basketball college athlete. Yeah, I think, I think I would probably work towards the 46 times more than what I'm the value of what, something I'm getting, you know? Yeah, like, hey, exactly. Hey, we're gonna put you in this spot, and yeah, it's just. When are it's they just opening silly. it up to the free market? When are they ending the must play for one rule? Is this is that this year? Oh, is it's coming up. Year? That's a great point because it's because they are. It it's such a weird rule. So I've I've been following it along, and people say, you know what's wrong with the with the NCAA is the one and done rule. Well, they try the one and done rule to keep more players in college but then the one and done rule became a like a a feather in your cap if you're going to get drafted right all of a sudden if you're a one and done you were more appealing to nba scouts right if you went right after your first year yes and then that when that happened they said okay they they docked people that weren't one and done which wasn't fair because they stayed in college a couple extra years to develop that trend is starting to go out but if they just take away the one and done rule People will know where they stand. Right. They've, it's also helped that they hands off economics. Yeah. Is it fair, guys? They also have started allowing players to enter the NBA draft and go through the draft process. And if they don't get the feedback that they want, they can go back. They can to go college. back to college. So they've loosened Good. that a little bit too. That's important. But the one and done rule that is, it's going to be it's off out the books. Twenty twenty three. I wouldn't be surprised. I knew that it was. They. It's going to, I don't know if it's going to help things, but it is definitely going to stop the trend of being like, oh, I'm a one and done. And we're like, well, you're not really that good. Right. And then the scouts are like, oh, did you spend two years in college? Okay. That's actually a mark against you. Right. Well, it's like a, a college kid has so much more time to develop. I don't know. Anyway, we could get into that, but. Yeah. <laughs> they have more time to develop. I mean, think about what it takes to be a 19 year old kid or an 18 year old kid going into college, spending. One semester in class and knowing that if you get all F's the next semester, then it doesn't matter because you're going to the NBA. 
But the jump from being a 19, 20 year old kid to all of a sudden, this is your job. Here is a job. Remember right. your first job out of college? Yes. I was, it was a bad example for me because I was a busser, but <laughs> I worked at Charlie Sands Whitewater. <laughs> yeah. So maybe it doesn't apply to us, but everyone that we know that went and Love did that job, a big corporate job, we're scrambling to figure out how to act like an adult and be like, okay, this is my time schedule. This is how I'm going to be more efficient, blah, blah, blah. With NBA players, it's like, hey, you're going to practice hard for a number of days, but you're only going to practice two or three hours at a time. You're going to lift like about six hours of your day spoken for. It's like, well, what do I do with all this money and all this time now? And they they have trouble figuring that out. And college allows you to better hone those skills. Well, think about how mature you are at 18 versus 22 or 23. That is a large difference. That's funny. 18 I do have a, and 19 and yeah. 22 and 23. I mean, 23 is still not 33, but at least you're – 18 is a maturity level that's much more challenging. I don't even want to admit how many dumb things that I did at 18 when I was at 22. I was like, man, I was really dumb at 18. I know. God, I was such a child then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I, I get to 26, the next four years, I'm like, whoa, 20, 22 20 to 25-year-old Massey was a little loose. A little reckless. And now I'm getting told by people close to me, they're like, maybe you're, uh, maybe you're still a little loose. <laughs> what do you mean? Doesn't seem like I'm on brand. Don't burn down the house with a trigger, Massey. That's right. true. Simple, simple thing. I couldn't, simple facts. I didn't burn down the house, but I didn't yeah, but it. a mishap with the trigger is just so on brand for Massey. <laughs> it gives flavor. The extra grease gives flavor right. to the meat. It just reached a tipping point that I wasn't quite right. Was prepared it six for. or seven hours late coming off the grill? It was. It it heated up pretty fast when the trigger got caught on fire, so it was done a little quicker. Gotcha. I was cutting some Check. corners. Okay, I was like, you know what I should do? Just light this whole thing on fire. <laughs> the meat will be done. <laughs> faster anyway anyway what what, what I'm an, are you I'm stuck an IPA, on? Where are we? ipa fandom away from having a personality <laughs> um i'm stuck on it's opening day today and no one cares right haven't heard a thing about opening day you know what i have heard about today i have heard about opening day uh well you're you're married to a defending champion uh braves fan that's right um no freddie freeman we got matt olson starting in his place we got ronald acuna back we got marcel azuna i forget his name me Powerful too. offense, top 10, Reds versus Braves going on right now. Did you know the Reds have never played away from their home stadium on opening day in the last, like, 25 years? Until now? Yeah. We tried to get tickets because uh, Dawson and the kids are in Chattanooga, and uh, they were sold out immediately. That's badass. opening day. Yeah, I think they probably unroll a banner or something. You know, there's Do probably like a ring, ring ceremony, but it's August. What it's what's funny about it is that baseball, who has the worst marketing department in the world, couldn't release a statement or a commercial or a video that's like, "We almost lost baseball, but baseball's back." Remember when we almost didn't have baseball and everyone was upset, and now it's back? Shouldn't we celebrate this? No, crickets. Crickets. I've seen Masters commercials. Yeah. The big the big deal is that Tigers playing the Masters. We'll we'll get to that. Um, it's unreal that MLB, it's like, I, and I talk about this in reference to baseball, but it's like, I feel like I follow sports a fair amount and I don't know what really any baseball players faces look like. Like I know their names and I know what teams and stuff, but it's like, we don't see clips of them. We don't see commercials with them in there. MLB, we don't see, MLB owns all the, uh, the, the likeness of those guys. I think it's like, make a TikTok account, get a kid on it. 
Yeah. Push your videos out there. Now that Get, everyone... Show us some love stories. Give us like a backstory. Give us a true underdog. Yeah. I mean, give us something. give us what we want. Push them. Pull them. Yeah. Do something. I can't look at stats anymore. This, like, goes, off the, this goes off the back of uh, when we realized during the Super Bowl halftime that we were the generation that was old. Right. Yeah. When, when Snoop, Dog, when Snoop Dogg came out and... Everybody under the age of 30 was like, who's that? I'm like, Snoop Dogg? <laughs> and I'm like slapping my head. The NFL has figured out, you know what? We should hi- uh, hire some boomer millennials for and boost up our thing. Right. MLB's like, you know what I'd like is a box of Cracker Jacks and a snow cone. You're That's like, right. Update it. Dippin' Dots never took off, bro. That's not the ice cream of the future anymore. <laughs> we, You need to do something. All right, I have a second stuck on. Okay. Speaking of, speaking of going from one... Making sure that the MLB needs a TikTok to the pettiness of the players in the NFL these days. Debo Samuel of the San Francisco 49ers, the way he said he was upset about him not getting a contract, that he's in the last year of his rookie contract. He wants an obviously another bigger contract because he's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. You know what he did? He deleted his 49ers. He did yes, that's exactly. Deleted his 49ers profile pick, unfollowed the team, deleted over 80 posts. It was from 248. Now it's at 164. And someone at a desk is responsible for spitting out those numbers. It's like, what? And was how this was on it? Instagram? And this is on Instagram. It's like someone's tweeting, hey, have you seen what Debo Samuel did on his social media? That's how you get your the front office attention. Like Kyler Murray did it weeks ago. And I'm like, is this what we're this is, is this what, what we're doing now? To. Like, could you imagine trying to date right now with it's like such Instagram? such a passive, aggressive power move to be like, I'm going to delete all your photos. Yeah, this is this is like <laughs> millions of dollars on the line here. You know, like this little rumbling of Debo Samuel. People right. are like, well, I'm going to offer him big money. I'm going to offer him big money. I'm too upset to tell you, but I'm going to unlike you on Instagram. And so this is the problem with social media. People really take it to heart. Yeah, so I say so some things. Like, me. I say some things on social media, and, and it's like, I don't even know where that goes. Some database and a Well, the Google. difference is no one's listening to us. <laughs> yeah, it, it hurts because it's true. Uh, um, but it's also very funny. I was like, could you imagine like being in the dating pool right now and having to scour over people's accounts profiles? and seeing if they liked your picture of you and your dog hiking or something? Your like, fish picture? Yeah, like... <laughs> Man holding fish. Man holding fish. Do you think this fish is big enough for my profile pic? <laughs> Hold it out farther. Oh, Amy from accounting liked my fish picture. I think uh, I think we're gonna go ask her out. And Amy liked I the fish picture because she's like, fish you know what? Pictures. All right. What other opportunity do boys or men have to take a solo shot without, like? Have you followed any fitness accounts? <laughs> All right, because plenty okay, of them there. Gym people, different kind of people. <laughs> All right, All right. Gym people, fish people, not that different. Not that different. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm going to take my shirt off and hold this tarpon up. Okay. You should do it. <laughs> yeah, but like an average Joe could hold up a fish picture and have a like a selfie, or like, a, like a solo man pic. But like what other opportunity is a dude taking a solo picture unless it's like in front of a sign holding a dead animal or very uh, like at the end of a race or something. <laughs> <laughs> like that's it. I mean, I have no rebuttal. That's I can't think about the Girls last time. Girls are like, take a picture of me. Yeah, I have not. Time. I have not taken a 
picture of myself. Oh, no, I took a pic when everyone was bragging, when the whole family was bragging about their beach vacations. <laughs> yeah, and that's true. Whether or not I was in Gaper Day, I was like, hey, I'm in a wood shop covered in styrofoam dust. Like, <laughs> if anybody wants to know where I am, the insulation When was the, the last roof. time you asked another person to take a solo picture of you? Ever? I mean, I don't, I don't know if I, you know. I think a caveat, a little underlying thing is that I'm an identical twin. So if I, <laughs> trip, if anything, they're like, hey, look at the circus freaks over there. Get together, <laughs> boys. Get together. Oh. I know. Yeah. So I'm, maybe never. Anyway, back to fish pics, back to Instagram, D- back to Devo that's Samuel. how we communicate with the front office. Yeah. <laughs> we don't even have to say anything on Twitter. We just dislike or don't like your photo, unlike your photo. Huh, you know, we need a, we need a, uh, a younger millennial or Gen Zer to run our social media. True. Be like this. Except is how... for then we wouldn't get any of the jokes. Yeah, that's a good point. But then th- they would be more dedicated. Yeah. All right. TST hiring. Yeah. For free volunteer position. Volunteer. Uh, I can <laughs> high give school you... right out of college. Yes, I can give you eternal glory. <laughs> and major street cred. Yeah, and I I have a six foot bed, so if you need some housing, well, I can probably hook. It's got a cover on it. Little leaky, but I can I can probably seal that up. Yeah. Get you. Yeah, you can live in my truck all summer long outside the studio. Free housing and trade for free internet posts. Yeah, yeah, That yeah. actually might work. Yeah, if you park out center the for the arts, situation. you can hijack the free internet from outside the building. Oh, marketing plan. Yeah. We should be in charge of the MLB's marketing. The MLB's <laughs> We mar- have it all figured out. We fi- What have we done this show? We fixed uh, <laughs> the democracy, and now, and now we're done. And now uh, we're uh, turning the MLB's marketing scheme into like a reality dating show. Gosh, we're... It. Freaking geniuses! Gosh, I love solving the world's problems. Yeah, this was this is even pre pre nine o'clock at night too. So wow. like, usually I get my best thoughts in post post a happy hour. Post eleven for well, sure. <laughs> you know what's wrong with this country? <laughs> I've got a solution. Marketing. First, uh, we rally the aliens. <laughs> I also oh, man, I could go on about this for hours. I love I love in uh, Egypt where they had the pyramids. They're like aliens, and then they're like. Mexico has pyramids. They're like, not aliens. The probably the, the Mexicans built that. The Incans <laughs> built that. Like, what's the difference yeah. between the Incans and the Egyptians when it comes to pyramid structure? Like, oh, that pyramid, aliens. definitely aliens. That period, not aliens. They're like, what? Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. What's going on here? Um, quote slash question of the week, Adele. Oh, this is a great one. My question for you, since we are in the Masters currently, and there is no better napping slash tv slash sports sound than the masters playing mm-hmm. in the background you could just run it and you feel Hope. like at ease jim nance's buttery voice just mm-hmm. whispering you to sleep around here especially since the spring has it sprung you're like it's out there i know i hear the birds the birds are chirping out there somewhere <laughs> it's creeping this way <laughs> and there's like not a lot going on typically during the masters i mean i guess it's closing weekend but my question is what are your other top sports sounds that when you hear them, not that lure you to lure you to sleep, but lull you that, to sleep? That I have some it, sort of emotional. Right. There are some obvious ones. The SEC on CBS is my number one. That ba, ba, da, ba, 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 ba. yeah, that that fires right me up. That's the first thing off the, the, the top one. of my head. What's your what's your first one? Well, there's the obvious, like the squeak of the basketball shoes on the court and the swish of a basketball in a chain metal hoop or whatever. Oh, you're talking about sounds in general. I'm talking about any sounds of sports. 
Oh, I love the squeak of the basketball shoes. During COVID, when they're playing empty arenas, there was a I, I wouldn't trade the empty arena for fan noise. No, but you could hear the squeak of the shoes. Right, and I was like, sweet, this this it fires just, me up. Now sometimes the shoes like that I wear now like I'll squeak a little bit. I'm like, oh, give me more. Yeah, occasionally I'll, I'll just uh, I'll act like I'm on a closeout, but because my hamstrings are holding on by a thread, I can only do a couple at a time. <laughs> right. I don't actually break down. I'm like, right. dee, dee, dee. I'm like, okay, I could hit a closeout if I really needed to. Uh, what brought the empty arenas um, brought up my next one when they piped the sound in, like pre-recorded sound for the soccer games in Europe. It's like the fan noise. It's like very. It's kind of like a tidal wave, yeah. white noise at the beach. Really liked that. That wasn't on my top list, but I was like, if I had to fall asleep to another sound, I could kind of probably fall asleep to that. All right, here's a, here's a general one, and I have my bias towards. But any sound, if there's a uh, choreographed cheer before a kickoff. That was one of mine. Yes. Like everyone does it, but pick insert like, your favorite. Roll tide, roll. Yeah, and I will admit this: the Georgia kickoff one. I know. It's yes. <laughs> and they all bark. I'm like, that's oh, so, so sweet. Sweet. I was like, <laughs> I get yes. jealous. I get jealous of other people's chance. I can. Uh, McGill Tulin is a 6A, now they're 7A, school uh, that we played basketball against. And one side of the gym would say, who are we? And the other side would say, Mac T. And they didn't realize that they weren't intimidating us. Everybody in the huddle was like, this is awesome. Let's get fired up. Yeah, like, these fans are awesome. Dare I bring up the LSU song, Suck That Tiger? No, nah, that's We're pretty good. We're not bringing that up. Um, the home run crack of a baseball bat? Yeah, up there, up there. Uh, and you know it, too, because it says, tink, oh. Yeah. And everyone goes, oh. Right. Uh, random ones, cleats on the pavement when they're coming down yes. in the tunnel. Then I have like the scrape of ice skates, which is not really nostalgic for me, but I do like the way that sounds. Yeah. Uh, people people playing hockey. I've been to enough Bud Sell Suds games over there in Beer League Hockey where them just the sound of them playing hockey and the hard puck hitting the glass or someone hitting the glass, just the organic sounds that hockey, the yes. game of hockey makes, pretty sweet. Uh, my other one was uh, when it's really cold and it's low angle, fresh cords, just cruising back and forth. <laughs> little Velcro. Like little... <laughs> Love it. Um, you know what is also underrated is if you get a tram uh, operator who has timed their music out <sighs> to the top of the tram. Love it, a good tram DJ. And I had one that, what was the Space space Odyssey? It's like, dun, 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 dun. Yeah, that's a great one. Dino Mike, I know you're still out there in the village. I appreciated you when you were DJing the tram, and at one ride, you did <laughs> I love space, Dino Mike. space Odyssey ride as a tram, got to the towers, or to, to the top dock, and the gates were coming down, and the Space Odyssey was playing. I was like, that is so Nailed it. beautifully timed. Like, I was Nailed fired it. up. We're like a little ACDC, like, down, 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 down. out. It's, I was like, this is, that, that's another sports <laughs> sound that I... That I that I absolutely love. I'm trying to think of some pool, other. These were some random ones that I saw that I liked. The pool balls when you like rack a solid. I don't even know. I don't even know how to. When you break, break, when you break, break the rack. Yes, that's a good one. I know. Those were kind of my top ones that I could think of. The guy that when you're playing, uh, not you, but when professional dart players are playing. Have not, you ever seen not, a, not me. Have you played professional darts? <laughs> have you seen anybody that not plays this year, dude? Anybody that plays, they're English, so they're about they're about as big as this table, and their arms are super chunky, but they can just rip a dart. But the guy that does the point that calls out the points, 
sounds like he's been smoking cigars for this entire life. And he goes, 500, <laughs> 40, 40, I don't think 160. I'm, I don't think I've gotten that deep into ESPN Ocho in a while, Matt. <laughs> came on, it came on right after school, you know. You had to watch right. something. You had to bridge the gap. Luckily, Meanwhile, the Traeger's burning down. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, living in mountain time, the sports come on right as you get home. In central time, you had an hour to kill. Darts were on, and you go, The Braves game tonight started at 8 p.m. Eastern time. That's too, that's too late. Is that is that just East Coast people live on they live on a later time? If you watch sports in the East Coast, you're, you're a different animal. You're a vampire. Yeah. I was watching. Uh, Literally, never see the light of day. I was watching Monday Night Football on Troy's couch, went back for a wedding weekend when he was living in Charlotte, and I was like, it's the fourth quarter, and it's 12.15 at night. Like, what is going on here? <laughs> right. Yeah, like, I'm, go- I'm going to sleep. because I can the- safely say Mountain Time Zone is the best sports time zone to be in. Yeah. L.A., Pacific Coast, too early. Too early. You got to watch football games that start at, like, 8 a.m. sometimes. Yeah, like, that's... Too early. I need to get my bearings first. I need to have a big breakfast before I sit down right. and start consuming I football. can't have my sports end at like 4.30 in the afternoon. It doesn't work for me. Because you're like, I'm way too drunk for this to be 4.30. Right. Public the lights is, are still on. Public is not an option right now. I'm going to <laughs> I'm gonna have to stay inside. Exactly. Um, my quote slash question is a quote from uh, from Tiger Woods. <gasps> the goat. And, it's, and the, the question was, do you think you can win the Masters? I do. Ugh. Tiger, uh, we're recording this at the end of round one on Thursday. Tiger is one under par, tied for 10th. Uh, I don't know how many sh- – I think he's like four or five strokes behind. But 14 months after Tiger almost lost both his legs. Yeah, but didn't they didn't, didn't they say they were going to have to amputate one of his legs? Yeah, they, that's what they thought. And you see him kind of gutting it out out there and playing, playing golf. And it's – the scenes from it today, sorry, uh, boss, that we had the Masters on in the background all day. Um, there was like six people deep on the third fairway watching Tiger. And the, all the announcers were like, you don't see this amount of attention on Thursday afternoon at the Masters. But people it's Tiger. People were packing the thing. And I hope, I can only hope that he keeps it together enough. Maybe we don't have a Tiger. I mean, the 2019 Masters when Tiger won it all, that was like an all-time moment. I don't right. know. I don't want to build my expectations up enough to be like, okay, we're going to see 2019 again. But it would not. It'd be nice to have Tiger and Red in the hunt on Sunday. It'd be great. It's amazing how Tiger has gone from an absolute dominant athlete to an adulterer who people were over to a comeback story to a true underdog story, and now he's like one of the greatest of all times. Yeah, the most watched golfer. Great for the sport of golf, and every not everyone, but m- like I'm rooting for him. I went from loving him to ve- disliking him back to being like, I guess we watched that documentary on him too. That I was like, okay, I can kind of get it. he didn't have the ha- didn't have it the easiest, and now I'm like, I, I love Tiger Woods. Yeah, I mean he's he's it's just one I'm of those things. I'm rooting for him. I mean, I don't watch golf. I watch Tiger Woods. Right. I don't watch either. I watch the Masters and I watch Tiger Woods. I have a couple more quotes and we can just and we can just get through them uh, quickly. But uh, on LeBron James HBO show called The Shop, he said that he would want to play with Steph Curry right now. When, <laughs> yeah. When brought up the Steph Curry, right? Steph Curry. All the the famous quote that is going viral right now is, "Y'all can live in your fantasy world." But I like the the earlier part of the quote. He goes, 
I'm good right now. <laughs> I was like, that's a, what right. else do you say? I think I'm good. I do not want to talk, touch LeBron James' toxic player energy. I don't want him to mess up the thing I got going on in, in no. Golden State. And LeBron's bad, and they didn't make the playoffs this year. And I think this is what the first losing in the games that LeBron played, the Lakers have a losing record. The and Pelicans, the Pelicans outplayed them to get the tenth spot in the playing tournament with the Spurs. They outplayed the Lakers. They beat the Lakers when they had to. Zionless Pelicans. Yeah, where is Zion? He, I saw him do an in between injured in between the legs dunk in the Pelicans facility, and the last, that's the last I've heard of him. He I looks know. big. Yeah. He looks big. He's living in New Orleans. I mean, what do you think happens when you live in New Orleans? Well, he went to Portland and tried the vegan diet for about six or seven months, and he was at Nike headquarters just chilling, and now he's back in New Orleans, and he doesn't look any slimmer. I mean, in college, he was like one weekend away from being 300 pounds. It's yeah. like, I don't even know what he is now. Um, To go back, and this is going to be a quick one, I reported on Sam Darnold's, uh, excuse me, the Carolinas GM commenting about Sam Darnold saying that he needed to make a move in the draft that there was a QB available. And Sam Darnold didn't clap back, but he did have a quote addressing it and said, I have enough security in myself where I can say, I know I'm a good quarterback. I know I can be a good quarterback in this league. I've proved it. And I'm kind of hung up on the I've proved it. I've proved it, it part. I've proved it part. <laughs> yeah. You went to Southern California and were a six-foot-three white dude that threw well in shorts. That is the only thing you've proven I mean, Where he does to the he Jets. play now? He plays at Carolina. He was he's been there a year after playing for the Jets. That's right. Because they, they drafted Zach Wilson. He's like, no, I'm a good quarterback in this league. And he's like, Sam, Sam, I get you having to be alpha because you're a quarterback, but you might just want to embrace getting paid four million. You take the Andy Dalton. Take approach. the money. Look at Andy Dalton and say, I'm really good at holding a clipboard, and every now and then. I can pull off right. the most basic plays in offense. I'm probably the best-looking guy in college sports with red hair. Yeah. I'm just going to go with it. Yeah. Ride ride that Take what you train got. until you can't. Take what you got. Because all of us, we're, we're stuck to commenting on sports in a basement. So right. just be on the side. We are armchair quarterbacking here. Yeah, yeah. I'm so good. I'm such a good athlete in this chair. <laughs> no. uh-huh. My hindsight is 2020. It's unbelievable. Yeah, my takes are hot. <laughs> They're fresh off the press. Once we get that uh, graphics guy from the high school, oh, yeah. I'll contact Dan Abraham. <laughs> Dan Abraham, if you can hear we have me, free housing. send me. Send, we have free housing, <laughs> the bed of my truck, readily available. <laughs> Uh, you might have to sleep with some dogs sometimes. Right. It's called an internship. Oh, that I forgot. We'll give you college credit-ish. I'm sure my man Dan Abraham over there at the high school can uh, hook it up. Right. He's He'll he'll be really— They're like, this isn't college credit. This is like community service. <laughs> They're like, they need help. I actually tried. I called my tax guy and was like, hey, do you think I can get a community service or uh, like volunteer hours for KHOL? And he was like— no. <laughs> no. Can we manipulate? No. no. It's like, but I give, I give like four hours a week over the course of a year. Like, what do you think? They're like, that's not a write-off. He's like, do you know how write-offs work? Do you know? <laughs> yeah. The government just pays you back. Yeah. It's like, that's not how it you works. You just write it off. Yeah. Good thing I have friends like that. They're like, Massey, you're an idiot. Let me take care of this for you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I'll just keep keep going on my way. Just keep it asking questions. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, actually, we've already gone 55 minutes, so let's let's get to this quick. Our last segment of the huddle. Who is your goat this week, Adele? Well, I had uh, Tiger Woods as my goat this week. We haven't even gotten in the Masters. We need to get in the Masters. What do you know about the Masters that we haven't already said? Uh... A print off. You have a print off somewhere. <laughs> 
Jeez. You have a, a, a computer hooked up to it, the internet, which is so much so much information's on the internet, and you've stapled, copied and stapled <laughs> things together. That is like a gigantic t- picture. What is that picture of? Tyler's. It's of Tiger Woods. That, oh, this one's of uh, Jack Nicholas. You just you just went to the. In 1986, at 46 years old, I was going to ask you if you knew what. Uh, there's a lot of talk about always about like the food at the Masters and how mm-hmm. inexpensive it is and how delicious pimento cheese sandwiches are and how the winner of last year does the meal for the ma- the players. Yeah. And this year, because of the winner last year, um, I have his name too, and I remember watching it. But he's doing like a full sushi dinner with like it's the first Japanese Asian winner. Oh yes, ever. yes, yes, yes. And it's like. The best in class sushi miso East Asian food that's like blowing people away. It's been like nothing but insane reviews about it. That's awesome because you just have to imagine that they're like the, all the other champions sit down. They're like another fillet, another steak and potatoes. Uh, yeah, shrimp cocktail. Right. Here we are. I think Patrick Reed had like McDonald's or something. Patrick Reed's <laughs> like, uh, they told me I could pocket the rest of the budget. So uh, enjoy uh, enjoy your cold burgers, guys. <laughs> they're good. Like they're good. Ten years from now, Japanese uh, spread. Good. A little culture down there in the south. I know. You mean you don't even cook this fish? Is this fried? <laughs> Just eat the tuna, please. Wait, we passed the mayonnaise. Hey, uh, that's wasabi. Yeah, I mean, there's not even any grill marks on this fish. This uh, is green stuff. But I love it. We haven't we haven't really covered a lot, but we've got to see how it pans out this week. I mean, we're only on Thursday right now. Yeah, and there's some names up there that we won't see uh, come tomorrow. They'll, they'll see their names on the leaderboards, and they'll have to. Do you want to hear a few stats about the golf course? Love the course. The only major that's played on the same course every year measures seventy. 5,000 yards, massive elevation changes, which I would like to know who put in the word massive. We are talking about the South, so. I'm talking about Flatland, Georgia here. <laughs> Has anybody been to Augusta? The course rewards distance off the tee, does not penalize accuracy. Accuracy. Uh, water is the place where you can find yourself in trouble. Also, the trees. There's water. no second cut of rough anywhere on this course. So, yeah, we're rooting for the course, basically. We're rooting for Tiger. I'm rooting for the course. I'm rooting for Rory. I love how you just write, you just just push file print on that website, and I'm seeing like Mercedes Benz commercials over there as you flip the pages. (laughs) All right, the course, everyone knows that the course is big and long and brief. We're not a golf show, Adele, so we're not going to fake it. No, I'm not. I'm not faking it. That was my. That was all my stats. (laughs) The food and the course. Food, food. South Georgia got cultured a little bit. And Tiger. And, and Tiger Woods and the course is probably going to play fast on Sunday. My go to the week. Back to the Pelicans here. Willie Green, the Pelicans' first-year head coach, he started off 1-12. He is Zionless. He got C.J. McCollum at the All-Star break. He's 35-44. and 44, is in the NBA playoffs. I believe Willie Green needs a little shout-out on the dumpster fire that was the Pelicans or the ship was sinking. He stuck with it. He stuck with his process. He added a couple key pieces. He's developed Brandon Ingram, which I am now dubbing the poor man's KD. Oh, yeah. Tall, thin, Skinny. can shoot, finish at the rim, can shoot threes. The Slim Reaper. Willie Green, URTST's GOAT of the Week. Sports fans, that is all the time we have for you this week. Please download our podcast. Many, many thanks to our producer slash choreographer, Adele Smith, for coming in studio for this week. You're welcome. All right, guys, that's it. I'm hoping, I hope I'm getting college credits for this. We can, we can see what we can do. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> that's it. That's all. Right.